I'm Xander Wilson, and welcome to another episode of the Silver Bullet Podcast. This podcast is about lessons learned in running a business, with a strong focus on startup founders and CEOs. It's all about finding out what gaps these disruptors have identified in the market, what they're doing differently to their competitors, and of course, to find out their silver bullet for business success. This week, I'm chatting to the CEO of home loan marketplace, Joust, Carl Hammerschmidt. We chat about his experience in digital transformation, the challenges and opportunities presented by the pandemic, and why the customer should be central to everything you do in business. Carl, thanks so much for joining me today on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Xander. Good to be here. Now, you've been a chief executive at Joust for, for over three years now. Um, but before we get into that, you know, you've had a fair bit of experience in, in a range of industries from broadcast media, digital transformation stuff. And, and like myself, you've spent a decent amount of time in the publishing world. Tell me a bit about how you ended up at Joust and sort of yeah your your journey through your career so far. Oh, look, it's it's not a simple story, and and I guess um, you know as a, as an online uh, home loan marketplace or a financial services marketplace, I ironically don't have a uh, a huge background in financial services. I think if you go far if you go far enough back, uh, my my background is that I was you know originally a uh, a journalist and a, a content guy, uh, sort of worked for you know sort of a a range of the, the larger traditional media businesses uh, over my career, um, SBS and ACP magazines, uh, Nine, Bauer. Uh, and I guess, you know, on that journey, I guess, you know, in the particularly in the early 2000s, started to transition from uh, journalism content over into uh, the digital sides of the business. At the time, you know, those businesses were setting up their, their online networks, building out their digital offering, working out strategically how they could transform what they do and, um, you know, how they could reach uh, greater audiences through digital mediums and digital channels. And so really um, transitioned over into that. Uh, so at SBS, um, you know, the, the early part of my stint there was around starting to build out the first generation of their, their streaming services and, you know, their online radio and, and online video services, uh, you know, to products which, you know, I guess, uh, you know, have become today their, uh, their online streaming radio platform and, uh, and their SBS on demand platform. And yeah, I guess doing the, the, the strategy, the capability building and the execution uh, on, um, you know, on bringing those offerings to market. Uh, and so, and really helping the businesses uh, transition from being, um, you know, singular channel to, to multi-channel um, offerings. And I, I think, you know, the, the, the title for that, I guess, you know, really was sort of um, digital transformation. But I guess, you know, in this day and age, it's, it's, it's a slightly anachronistic term, right? Um, you know, everything's multi-channel. And, but I, I think, you know, at that, that, those, that, that stage sort of in the, you know, the early 2000s and sort of around 2010, um, it was about helping the businesses transition and, and transform themselves. So, um, you know, uh, always sort of enterprise scale stuff, always large corporate stuff. Um, and, you know, uh, about three and a half years ago, I guess, an opportunity came along uh, uh, to to run a startup. And uh, I think, you know, uh, my feeling was that I'd done a lot of um, a lot of the heavy lifting at some of these bigger enterprises and these bigger businesses uh, was really keen to, I guess, you know, apply that to a, a standalone smaller business and, um, and and grow something significant. So that the joust opportunity came along and I, I jumped at it with uh, with both hands. 
Yeah, and you sort of jumped into my next question there already, but I was just going to ask you what what's the experience been like so far making that transition uh, from, you know, obviously a lot of those larger scale companies, organizations where, you know, a lot of the back end is, is, is sort of taken care of for you. You know, there's, you know, HR departments, PR departments and, and all that, and you're sort of focused on one thing. I, I guess, you know, there's probably been quite a bit of a learning curve for you having to look after a lot of those things and, and they're on a smaller scale. Oh, look, absolutely. Um, it's a, you know, it can be, it's a bit of a baptism of fire, if I'm honest, and you, you know, you've, you've, you know, you've really got to learn on the run. And I think, you know, that the, my role prior to Joust was I was doing a lot of consultancy work for state government, uh, the New South Wales Electoral Commission uh, around how to better deliver democracy effectively. I mean, it was, you know, big civic infrastructure style stuff with um, really big back end systems, huge amounts of compliance and, you know, uh, a lot of stakeholders, right? I mean, every voting Every person of voting age in New South Wales is a stakeholder, right? So you know the big enterprise stuff, and and as you said, there's a lot of um, uh, there's a lot of associated stakeholders, and there's a lot of um, you know back end support. And moving from that into a you know a, a smaller startup business where you know you you're your own HR division, your your own finance department, um, you know your own marketing department, and um, you know that's a, that's a real um, it's a real great, you know, it's a really great challenge. It's a really great transition. Uh, and, you know, I, I think, you know, I've always been a bit of a builder and I've always really enjoyed, um, you know, building things, build, building businesses from scratch. And, um, you know, I think that's been a really great benefit of the last three years is that, you know, you, you're master of your own destiny. Um, the calls that you make around all of those different aspects of the business are the, the, the calls that you can, you know, without sounding too dramatic, live or die by. Yeah, for sure. And and one of my favorite things to dive into on this podcast is sort of around business practices and and the way of running a business, you know, working in it within a, a culture um, and 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 especially for startups uh, coming about starting something like that. What what were some of the more interesting things or or what were the things you took away from working in those larger corporate environments that you've, you know, you've tried to bring in as, you know, being in charge of this startup company now or in fact tried to steer clear from? Well, yeah, look, I think um, the, the, the major one is um, around customer centricity, right? Uh, you, no matter whether you are at a, you know, 10,000 person business or a uh, 10 person business, you, you always need to listen to the customer. Uh, everything that you do needs to be driven by the customer's needs. And if you stay true to that philosophy and that principle, uh, you know, you, you'll you'll get the best out of your business and you'll get, you know, you'll be able to grow your business most effectively. Uh, the, you know, and, and you ultimately get the best out of the people you work with as well. Uh, I think, you know, particularly in larger organisations where you've got matrix structures, a lot of stakeholders, um, a lot of different agendas that can come into play, um, you know, it becomes very, you know, it's quite challenging to, I guess, remain true to that philosophy of customer centricity and, um, you know, doing what the market tells you and listening hard to the market and regardless of, you know, any other agendas, um, remaining fully focused on servicing the needs of the customer. Um, but, you know, I think in, and that was one of the great attractions of coming over to a smaller startup uh, is that, you know, as I said, you can, you know, you can be much more agile, you can be much more uh, reactive, and you can be much more focused on servicing the needs of the customer. And I think if you if you stay true to that, um, as I said, whether you're in a large or, or a small organisation, uh, you, you'll you'll eventually um, do much better, much better than you otherwise might. 
Yeah, and and just on that culture piece, what sort of culture have you sort of tried to implement and champion at Joust? And you know, were there any people you sort of learnt from in sort of higher up positions in those larger companies that you've sort of tried to uh, embody the culture that they tried to instill when you worked with them? Look, I've I've, I've had the um, I've had the benefit of a couple of good mentors over my career, and uh, I think that you know the. Um, the common theme, you know, for, for all of them were about uh, building good, cohesive cultures, right, and uh, and really ensuring that, um, you know, that that uh, businesses are all about people, and you know, they're some parts of their people, and and uh, they, you know, about ensuring that you know the people that you hire into your business are the ones that are going to, um, you know share you know have a shared vision for it right so i think in, in terms of building the um you know the, the the culture and the business at joust it's um you know it's about hiring people that you know are capable uh and then allowing them to do their jobs right um you know and you hire people for specific reasons because of specific knowledge because of specific capabilities and you know and part of the secret is um you know uh well, firstly the no dickheads policy but then secondly um you know allowing them to get on and uh, and do what they do well uh you know trying not to micromanage trying not to you know uh i guess you know provide uh overt you know, direction and, you know, allowing them to, you know, to be, you know, customer focused and customer centric in what they do. And, um, you know, that, that's, that builds for a strong culture and a strong business. Um, and, you know, it's, uh, it's not easy, right? It's much easier said than done, um, particularly at, at, you know, at, at larger organisations. And, um, you know, it's, but I think it's, you know, it's, it's key, right? Um, that you, you really need to let you really need to understand and you really need to remember that you hire people for a specific reason and um, they need to be provided the space to, to, to you know, uh, to execute on those skills and, and do what they do well. Yeah, and you mentioned before, um, obviously not having worked in the home loan space before now, how steep was the learning curve coming on board, you know, but, but in, I guess, a topic area that you may not have been particularly familiar with? Look, I think you know a lot of the principles for for Joust uh, are true of some of the other businesses I've worked in. Right, it's about I guess um, changing a, you know or, or disrupting a particular industry, um, you know, changing the way a particular industry uh, does business, and you know, and catering to you know customer needs and and sort of gaps in the market. Right, so you know, I mean, the process of securing a home loan is you know has always been. Challenging, onerous, time-consuming, confusing for consumers, uh, and you know whether that's online or offline, right? And um, and you know I think that the beauty of Joust is that um, you know as a business it really identified that challenge for consumers, and it really identified that uh, you know for many 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 years the home loan industry has been um, quite lender centric and quite industry centric, right? Um, and that's led to huge amounts of customer inertia, led to huge amounts of, uh, I guess, you know, unwillingness for consumers to, you know, to, to want to go out and find a better deal for themselves and, you know, and potentially save themselves thousands of dollars. And in seeing Joust and looking at Joust and, you know, and I guess being attracted to its business model, that, that was, you know, I guess part of the key, right? Um, you know, it really um, solved problems for customers um, in a digital environment and, you know, and, and as a marketplace, um, you know, really solved that, that, that two-sided equation, right? Um, providing better offers and better deals for consumers, but at the same time, providing a platform for an industry to, to better target consumers and better distribute themselves online. 
Yeah, and you've touched on touched on this already, but my next question is, you know, for listeners that might not be familiar with Joust, um, what is Joust? What are the services you provide, and and what what is this gap in the market that that Joust is filling that potentially you know was going unfilled previously? Look, I think you know, I mean, we're a classic two sided marketplace, um, like you know, a lot of the big market, you know, the real estate portals or the you know the the the, the, um, the, the motoring. Uh, portals. Uh, we, you know, I guess we we offer an open marketplace for consumers to come in and, and secure the right home loan for their particular needs and their particular profile. Um, you know, we look at ourselves as, I guess, a um, you know a, a central place where all consumers can make sure that they're getting the best deal for their, you know, or the most appropriate deal for their uh, particular circumstances. So, you know, as I said um, previously, if you know. Uh, if you're a customer looking for a home loan, you know you can. It can be really onerous. It can be really confusing. It can be very time-consuming. You, you know, if you're you're hunting around the comparison sites and you know you're having rates offered to you that you don't know that you um, that you qualify for, uh, or you're you know you're visiting individual bank sites or you know individual lender sites, um, you're seeing a whole lot of products that you don't know necessarily fit your circumstances and fit your your profiles. And so to inquire about them and to you know I guess to to you know to really um, you you know, uh, I guess do that that um, uh, that price discovery piece is um, is really time consuming and onerous. And with Joust as a marketplace uh, with you know a range of suppliers and brokers and direct lenders and non bank lenders on the platform, as a consumer you can come in, you can enter your home loan needs, you know, uh, uh, with regards to what you know what you're looking for, and then you'll get the offers. Um, you know, uh, provided to you from our lenders and our suppliers that, that best, you know, best suited to your particular profile. So we use really, really good, strong customer data and customer insights to make sure that client, uh, that customers are getting the best offers for their, um, for their home loan. Uh, and it's, it's a, you know, it's a, it's an, it's a, it's a competitive marketplace, right? So, you know, lenders are bidding for consumers in a reverse auction scenario, um, which means that it's transparent and, and consumers are able to compare apples with apples, um, uh, you know, rather than, you know, I guess sourcing a range of offers from a, a range of different suppliers that you don't know uh, are, are suited to your particular um, needs and your particular profile. Yeah, and and just reflecting back on on the, on the three and a bit years that you've been there, what would you say you know the biggest challenges you've had to overcome are? Are they sort of you know the classic startup challenges, scaling, funding, and that sort of thing, or has it been something else? Oh, look, you know, I think as a marketplace business, um, you know, the, the the most challenging piece is is driving that flywheel on both sides of the marketplace is to make sure that you're providing a great experience for consumers that you you know that you, you you're really attracting um, you know uh, the right consumers at the right cost uh, and then you know using that consumer engagement to drive further lock-in on the supply side uh, and then you know I mean the, the, the old network effect then starts to roll right the more suppliers you have the better consumer experience the better consumer experience the more customers you're able to attract right and uh, you know I think that without a doubt, um, you know that is it's certainly the the greatest challenge of, of the business. I mean, we've we've been really focused on, um, I guess, targeting the, uh, the the broker and and third party market within the lending space, which is you know seventy percent of the market. Uh, and you know, Joust provides a great opportunity for that. You know, at both at an SME level and at an enterprise level for for the broking industry to you know really effectively and um, you know target 
particular types of customers and do it in a really cost-effective manner. Um, so, you know, scaling, you know, I guess getting that industry uh, profile, getting that industry lock-in um, and then using that to provide a great experience for customers is, is certainly, um, you know, one of the big challenges, right? And then, and then, and then doing that at scale. Yeah, of course. And you also joined just sort of just before or about a year before the pandemic really hit Australia. What sorts of challenges did COVID-19 mean for the business, um, its customers and partners? I think, um, look, I think for, for both our, our, our consumers and our lenders uh, and for the business itself, it presented a great opportunity, right? Um, you know, uh, the, the the pandemic meant that, you know, I guess everyone went online, started to go online for everything, right? Um, you know, physical transactions, physical interactions all had to go online. And, you know, that um, uh, I guess the, the home loan price discovery journey and, you know, the, um, the, the home loan, um, you know, the, the home loan industry trying to seek out new customers and trying to seek, uh, you know, drive new business, um, you know, all had to go online. And, you know, I guess at that point we saw, you know, a huge spike in customer intent because obviously there was a, you know, there was a, a good deal of anxiety um, for people, you know, not not knowing how the economy was going to perform, you know, not having, uh, you know, I guess having a lot of anxiety about what might happen to their employment circumstances. So that drove a lot of people to really think about some of the big financial decisions in their life, right? And, um, you know, that really, you know, was a great opportunity for Joust to be able to provide them the opportunity to, um, to, you know, to seek out new products, seek out new home loans and potentially save themselves money in a, um, in, in a really uncertain environment. Uh, so, and similarly for the you know our, our lender partners, uh, our, our suppliers, it was a, it was a great opportunity to, uh, I guess, move from their offline interactions, right? Move from their offline referral sources, and and, and really start thinking about how they can grow and scale their bridges, their businesses, you know, in an online environment. Uh, and so, you know, whilst it and and then I guess as a you know as a digital business, as a startup business, we we're always quite used to working remotely uh we're always quite used to working uh you know sort of around the clock you know we've got we've got employees offshore we've got employees all around australia and so i guess we're you know we're quite used to working as a um you know as a virtual business um or, or a hybrid style business and so once again i think the pandemic and you know i guess that the onset of you know covid um allowed us to you know really put that into practice um you know during all the lockdowns and you know, so i think you know at the time uh whilst you know as with all other businesses that provided a great deal of uncertainty and you know potential anxiety about where the market was going um i think you know um in retrospect it was uh, it was a great uh, great set of opportunities for us as well for sure and and you know i guess that that anxiety that customer anxiety the anxiety around home loans um, rising interest rates that hasn't really gone anywhere absolutely I, I suppose what's happening at the moment is now presenting potentially its own challenges for the business um i i guess you know f for anyone that 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 took out a home loan you know during the record low interest rates and is now finding they're not in the best position um what would you recommend doing oh look uh regardless of you know the environment you know i would always say ensure that you're shopping around uh ensure that you are talking to a range of different lenders uh and a range of different you know either direct lenders or or, or brokers to make sure that you're getting the best deal um you know I, I think you know we've moved from that record low interest rate environment where a lot of people 
you know, fixed um, at, you know, wonderful prices, right? But uh, in the next 12 months to 18 months, you know, a lot of people are going to be rolling off that uh, into a much, much higher, um, in, you know, interest rate environment and much higher variable rates. And, you know, I think there's a whole generation of, of borrowers out there who've only ever seen their rates go one way, which is down, right? So, you know, whilst we've moved on from, I guess, the, you know, the, the pandemic environment where we have a whole other set of dynamics now, at, at, you know, at play in the market where people are, you know, anxious about where interest rates are going to end up, um, anxious about what it means, you know, in, in combination with the, the, the rising cost of living uh, and, you know, anxious about where they're, um, you know, financially how they're going to manage it all over the next couple of years. And, you know, I, I think, you know, the, the advice in that environment is that, Consumers should always be shopping around, um, or you know, and ensuring that you're taking your current lender to task with regards to the um, the prices that you're paying, because there could potentially always be a better deal out there for you. Um, and and in this environment, um, you know, you, you have a lot of lenders who are, are, are you know, recognising that and you know, offering quite competitive rates. Uh, it is a rising market, but at the same time, you know, um, the, the, the good lenders, the smart lenders out there are, uh, are recognising an opportunity to gain more customers. And just looking, you know, to the future for, for Joust, um, what, what's, what's coming up next? What can we expect over the next few years? Will, you know, will there continue to be innovations with the platform? And, and, and yeah, what, what can you say about that? Oh, look, we, you know, we're, we're really looking forward to, I guess, firstly, continuing to grow that flywheel and drive that flywheel, you know, better customer experience, uh, you know, more customer-centric services uh, and, you know, and, and growing our supply-side relationships, right? Um, I think that's number one for the business and, you know, con- continuing to scale that. And, you know, we, we hope to do that through, you know, I think, you know, product innovation on both sides, right? Um, providing a more, you know, more seamless, more frictionless, um, you know, uh, experience for consumers uh, with regards to how they can connect with uh, with lenders, uh, you know, how how their you know their, their data can be used in a really effective, um, secure way to make sure that they're getting the best rates, uh, getting the best offers, and then also working with our, our lender partners uh, and our broker partners on being able to provide product you know productivity tools, engagement tools, uh, and you know I guess support for their businesses on how they can most effectively you know uh, uh, how they can most effectively um, you know get it get these customers into application and into settlement so you know we're looking at you know really innovating and, and really providing a, a strong set of uh, services and, and features on, on both sides of the market for consumers and lenders yeah definitely and really looking forward to seeing what's what's going to come um, and just to the question that I always finish this podcast with which is what is your silver bullet for business success? Uh, now, you know, it can be really anything. I've had people come on here and say it's getting up and going, you know, going swimming in the morning. It could be, you know, a cultural thing. It could be a mindset. Positivity is something that a lot of people have mentioned. But if you had to put it down to one thing or even a couple of things that, you know, you think have really stuck with you and got you to where you are, what would you put that down oh, to? Look at the, I mean, the silver bullet is that there's, there's no silver bullet. But that they, I guess <laughs> you're the first person to say that, actually. <laughs> but I guess there's two key things, right? Um, the, the first one is, uh, you know, coming back to that theme, is customer centricity, right? Always make sure that you are the decisions you make are based around uh, delivering what's best for the customer. Uh, listening to the market, uh, listening to the consumer, listening to your suppliers. Um, you know, I mean, we have two sets of customers, obviously. Um, but you know, ensuring that you are uh, you, you, you're 
constantly listening to them, constantly making decisions based around their needs and, and constantly evolving your, your business to provide what they require. Uh, uh, I think that's, you know, if you stay true to that and you focus your decision making around that, I think that's, you know, uh, it's probably the first part of the um, the equation. And then, then the second part of the equation would be um, stamina, <laughs> stamina and tenacity, right? Um, stuff doesn't happen overnight. It all takes time. Uh, you know, there's no such thing as an overnight success. But uh, but when you do, you know, I guess guide yourself by those customer centric principles, and you you know you apply yourself, um, you know, with a certain level of tenacity and and um, you know belief in what you're doing, then you know um, success eventually comes. Yeah, that's great advice for anyone listening. Now, Carl Hammersmith, CEO of Just, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Hey, today. thanks for having me, Xander. Great to talk. 